I want you to be in expectation because what we are expecting tonight is the power of the Holy Spirit to meet your needs, to break off the chains, to bring freedom, to bring empowerment to you, to bring that freedom that Jesus Christ paid for, no matter how that is. And in Nigeria, one of the things that's great is uh, I wrote, I don't know if you read it or not, but on the event I created on Facebook tonight, one of the things I wrote was that I, what I'm hearing out of Nigeria, and it wasn't just from Pastor Amos, I've been hearing this for, for years now, is that they are experiencing a true revival of God that personally I have never seen in America. I've seen the remnants of a revival, but I've never seen revival like they're experiencing in Nigeria. And part of it comes because they don't have all of their needs met by the great wealth like we've had in America. And part of the reason we've had great wealth is because we gave this country to God in the first yeah. place. This was God formed for God's purposes, and it and it was blessed. You know, uh, recently I heard somebody talking about in the Capitol building, in the marble is inscribed verses, and they would open up every session of Congress with worship to God. How can a country not be blessed in that environment? Right. How can it not be blessed? And so God blessed it. But then as we started to turn our, our back on the Lord as a country, all of a sudden we started to see less and less. And we, you know, we had our needs met because of the blessing in the beginning. And so we stopped looking to God. But in Nigeria, they, they haven't stopped looking for, for God. They said, we need God. Yes. And then they had great men like uh, Dr. T.O. Osborne and, and Brother Hagen come in and, and establish the power of the Holy Spirit and the life of the Holy Spirit. And they had men there that grabbed a hold of some of those truths in the Word and they went after them and they prayed and they fasted and they gave their lives as a living sacrifice. And today they are doing amazing things. One of the things that we talked about is just the regular members of the church are raising up the dead over yeah. there. They're moving in the power of God, resurrection power, and they're just regular members of God. God. And so the, uh, supernaturally this past week at the conference, come on up, Brother Amos, Pastor Amos. You ready? Pastor Amos. Yes. Uh, Luke, Luke says, Pastor Emus. <laughs> he says, Pastor Emus. And uh, so supernaturally last week at the conference, uh, we were sitting there and we went to lunch. I was following the leading of the Holy Spirit and I believe he was following the leading of the Spirit. And we met together at a restaurant and we started talking and then we hung out for the rest of the week and we just praised God together and worshiped together and, and prayed for hours together already. And uh, God just you know put that knitting. And then I, I was sitting there and I don't do this lightly, but I, I, he was uh, walking and I in the parking lot and I picked him up and we got in the car and, and uh, out of my spirit I said, I said, you want to come back to North Carolina with me? And I was like, oh my goodness, did I just say that? Did I just, I don't know this man. But it was, I knew it was out from the Holy Spirit and I knew he had a purpose. And so we just welcome you and we are excited to just receive the ministry of the Lord and let the Holy Spirit lead you and bless you and I praise God for you. Amen. Thank you. Yes, sir. Love you. Yes, sir. You on here? Good. Good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Once again, I'm glad to be here. 
And uh, I want to thank uh, Pastor Brian and his wife for this un uh, the unconditional love of Jesus being shown to me. Uh, appreciate you deeply. And I bring greeting from my wife <laughs> all over from Nigeria. Thank you very much. I appreciate you all coming to listening uh, to the word of God. And I trust God we are going to have a nice time together in his presence. Amen. 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 Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Jesus, we glorify you. Sweet Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you. But thank you for your workings in our day. Thank you for what you have done in the past. Thank you for this night meeting. What you have purposed to do, we give you praise. Thank for your people who are here tonight, who have come to receive from you and you alone. Because only you can meet the longing of our heart, the hunger that is in our heart. Only you can feel those who are hungry. You can quench the thirst that is in our heart. So we have come tonight, oh God, I pray that you meet everyone at the point of their needs in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray again that as your word go forth, you release the word with signs, with wonders, with healings, with deliverance, with prosperity, with sources, with breakthrough, with increase, with supernatural favor in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. Sweet Holy Spirit, I bring myself under your grace and anointing. Glory to God. In Jesus' name we pray. Can you say amen? Amen. Open your Bible with me to Luke Gospel. Luke Gospel chapter 13. I read from verse 10, Luke Gospel, chapter 13, from verse 10. I want you to look at the person sitting by your side. Say to the person, I'm here tonight to receive from Jesus. Is the person answering or not? <laughs> Amen. Look at the person again. Say, I'm here tonight to receive from Jesus. And I'm sure tonight, I will surely receive from him. Amen. Luke 13, from verse 10. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. I was bowed together. And could no wise lift up herself. Verse 12, and when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thy infirmity. And he laid his hand on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. That will be the testimony of somebody here tonight. Amen. 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 Verse 14, and the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because 
that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. And said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to walk, and then they have come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, do not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or his ass from the store and lead him away to watering? Verse 16, And ought not this woman been a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had banned? Lo, these 18 years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day. And when he had said this thing, all his adversary were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. I prophesy tonight that somebody here, after this night meeting, you are going back home rejoicing. Amen. I'm not hearing your amen. amen. You know, somebody wants to receive from Jesus. Amen. amen. Simply means. So shall it be. I receive it. So I said, somebody is here tonight. You are going back home rejoicing. Amen. This passage I read to us, I'm speaking on the message I titled, The Supernatural Touch of Jesus. The Supernatural Touch of Jesus. And I believe God tonight, everyone shall receive that touch. You will receive that touch. Amen. In your finance, you will receive that touch. Amen. In your family, you will receive that touch. Amen. In your business, in your work, in your body, you are going to receive that touch. Amen. This passage I read uh, this night is a very uh, familiar scripture. Like I'm teaching this night, we are made to know Jesus was teaching one of the synagogues on Sabbath day. Uh, God does not specialize a day to do miracles. Every day is God's day. And your day is the day that you believe. God is always walking. Is that what? Jesus said, my father walked it and I walk. God is always at work. Every day it's God's days when you are willing. God is ready to meet you at the very point of your need. Just an ordinary day like this. Jesus was teaching in the synagogue just like I'm teaching tonight. And the Bible made us to know there was a woman which had the spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and who in no wise lift up herself. You know, sicknesses and diseases are terrible. This woman was rendered impotent for good 18 years. Every time I read this part of the scripture, it gave me concerns, it bothered me, it made me to pray more so that uh, we could get many sick people healed. This woman for 18 good years, assuming that she got sick when she was 10 years old, that means she will be 
28 at the time she met Jesus. Imagine she was 28 years old. When she fell sick, that means she be 46 at the time she met Jesus. So that means valuable time, precious period of her time have been wasted by this sickness. At times, her life have been wasted. And I do say to people, life is business. Every day we wake up, you are not getting younger. You are getting older. Methuselah, the Bible made us to know, was the oldest. Notwithstanding, he died. So every day you are getting older. And life is business. That one should not be ready or willing to trade a second with sickness. This woman have to trade her with this sickness for 18 years. And then we were made to know that she had a spirit of infirmity. A sickness was not just an ordinary sickness. There is a power, a, a spirit called the spirit of infirmity behind a sickness. Possibly, you know, within that 18 year, she might have been going to hospitals. I, I don't want to think that she will sit down at home watching herself sick. She, 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 she will have taken some steps to get herself out of this problem. Possibly drugs have been recommended for her. I'll take two tablets in the morning, two in the afternoon, two in the night. She has done that continuously for 18 years. But the word of God made us to know she remained bound. Possibly she's been diagnosed for spinal cord problem or waist problem. But the more they administer drugs, injection and everything, she might have even done operation. Notwithstanding, she remained bowed. She was not healed. Because her case was not ordinary, there is a spirit of infirmity attached to her ailment. That was what bent her. She was not just bent. There was a spirit called the spirit of infirmity. And as long as that spirit is there, it does not matter the, the kind of hospital you take her to, she will remain sick. It does not matter who operated her, you can bring the best doctor from any part of the world, she will remain sick because there is a spirit behind a sickness that uh, no medical equipment could detect. There is no way medical equipment could detect it. Sometimes uh, they brought a young man to me he has been operated eight times and he urinates with pipe. He has rubber pipes. He passed waste out of his body with pipe. The pipe was around his waist. And he said to me that every time they finish the operation, why he was still in the operation theater, before he came back to life, he will see himself. He has has problem with his mouth. He will see himself sleeping with a woman in the dream in that state. And he will get up, be discharged in the hospital, the problem will double. Because there is a spirit behind the problem. So when there is a spirit behind a sickness, there is no drug that could cure 
such a sickness. There is no drug, there is no medical equipment that could cure such an ailment. That was the case of these women. And thank God, you know, it was Jesus that ministered to this woman, not Peter, not Paul, not Philip, not Stephen. It was Jesus himself and made us to know that there is a spirit behind the sickness. So that means some of the sicknesses that so many people are going to the hospital of trying to get a cure can actually not be cured by drugs or medical prescription or what have you, except by the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Then verse 12, the Bible made us to know when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. You know, from, from the physical eyes, she was not banned. How come Jesus used the language, thou art loose? You know, it is when something is tied or something is banned that you say losing. But Jesus used that language, you are loose from from your infirmity. How come Jesus used that language? I mean, there are certain things that go beyond our, uh, our physical highs, our mental ability, you know, spiritual things are not the same things as physical things. The realm of the spirit is real. It could be God. It could be the devil. If your eyes are open, you understand that spiritual things are real. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. How could Jesus say to the woman, you are loosed? Why she was not tied with anything? Physically, she was not tied, but spiritually, she was tied. Because there was a spirit behind that sickness. And Jesus could see with the spiritual eyes that there is a demon, a spirit of infirmity attached to her back or her uh, spinal cord or a waist that's made her to bend. So he says, you are loosed from your infirmity. You are loosed from your infirmity. You are loosed from your infirmity. And the Bible made us to know he lay his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. I will still come back to that. But, but after this talk that Jesus uh, cured the woman, the religious people were hungry. The religious people, they were hungry. Oh, why, why should you do this on the Sabbath day? I told you uh, every day is God's day. The day you believe is your day. Yeah. And Jesus said, Sabbath was made for man, not man for Sabbath. Sabbath was made for man, not man for Sabbath. Every law whatsoever was made so that we could be better people. Praise God. Hallelujah. Then I move to uh, verse 16. Then Jesus says something very important in verse 16. He said, And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan abandoned, lo, this 18 year, be loose from this band on the Sabbath day. It was Satan that banned this woman. That was why Jesus said, Woman, you are loose from your infirmity. She was banned by Satan. That was why she was banned. That was why she could not lift up herself. 
she was banned by Satan. Jesus said, Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had banned, lo, this 18 year be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day? It was Satan that banned this daughter of Abraham. And that was for good 18 years. Thank God, Jesus understood the power behind the problem. And mind you, this woman had been coming to the temple or to the church 18 years, that 18 long years. As she goes to hospital on the service day, she will come to the church hoping that one day uh, she will get a miracle. In fact, we need to applaud her faith for coming that long. For coming that long. Some, if, some would not have gone far with God to that point. She had faith. She had hope that one day she will come out of this problem. She didn't believe she would die with the problem. That was why for 18 years she was still coming. I don't know how many people will still be going to church if there is a problem, 18 years, the problem is not solved. <laughs> so we need to applaud the faith and the hope that this woman has. And I want to believe this is one of the reasons why Jesus lose her from this infirmity because Jesus could see that she has been in this problem for good 18 years. So Jesus established to all that she was banned by Satan. So that tells you there are people banned by Satan. There are businesses banned by Satan. There are organs of the body banned by Satan. In her case, it was a, it was a waist or a spinal cord. It could be somebody else's eyes. It could be another person here. It could be somebody else's tongue and then they are dumb. You know, it could be somebody else's leg and they are paralyzed. It could be the whole body and his teeth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. It could be somebody else's womb. And it could be somebody's business. It could be your finance. You know, Satan is anti-God. There is nothing good about him. And that is why it's evil not to hate him. You are not to hate any man, but you must hate Satan. With perfect hatred. Because it's wickedly wicked. 18 years is not small years. Good 18 years in one problem. She's distracted completely for those 18 years. She could not attend to any other thing. But that sickness. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want you to understand that Satan can bind organs of the body. It could bind a family. It could bind a community. It could bind a city. It could even bind a church. It could bind a church. If they are religious people and they are not ready to pray, to get on fire for God. And I tell you, so many Christians, like this woman, you know, Jesus call her, Daughter of Abraham. Daughter of Abraham suggests who to you? I should be a child of God. I should be a child of God. She's a daughter of Abraham. Praise God. Hallelujah. So many Christians are banned 
and then ignorantly they are not aware that it is the devil at work they are not aware but when Jesus met this woman the Bible made us to know in verse 14 that he laid his hand he laid his hand on excuse me verse 13 Jesus laid his hand on her and as Jesus laid his hand on her, the Bible made us to know immediately she was made straight and glorified God. So 18 years problem was solved just by the laying on of hand of Jesus. There must be something different with that hand. It's not every hand that get that done. <laughs> there must be something unique with that hand. Not every hand. Because I believe people were touching that woman. Several people in the temple would have touched her in her homes. People touch her. But there is something unique about the hand of Jesus. And then, you know, tonight, I, I want you by faith to reach for, for that touch. That touch. Let me, let me show you from the scripture. Let me show you from the scripture. This supernatural hand of Jesus. Look at Matthew chapter 8. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 8. I read from verse 1. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitude followed him. And behold, there came a leopard and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand on the line that place and touched him, saying, Are we? Be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. What a wonderful Jesus. You and I know that leprosy is contagious. When somebody is leprous, you don't touch that person. Leprosy is contagious. But not for Jesus. Not for a man on fire. Not for Jesus. He touched the man. He put forth his hand and touched the man. You know, somebody else could have touched that man and he would have regretted for the rest of his life because he will contact leprosy. But Jesus touched that man and immediately touched the man. The Bible made us to know he was cleansed. He was cleansed. That is a unique touch. You should desire that touch upon you, upon your children, upon your business, upon your marriage, upon your finance, upon your ministry. That's a unique touch. He touched a leper. Immediately, the man was cleansed. Look at verse 14 of the same Matthew chapter 8. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 14. Matthew 8, verse 14. And Jesus and when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife mother laid and sick of a fever, and he touched her hand. And the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can see this, this same supernatural hand of Jesus. We were made to know here, he came to the house of Peter. I guess Peter, mother-in-law, 
was living with them or came on a visit, and then she caught a fever. And I'm from Nigeria, Africa. I know what fever is. Praise God. <laughs> I know what fever is, whether typhoid fever or malaria fever. Thousands, millions of people in Africa have been killed every year because of fever. Praise God. Praise God. And I used to tell people in my church that there are two fires to catch. You, know, you can catch the fire of the Holy Ghost and you can catch the fire of fever. You know, when people have malaria fever, they be running temperature. Their body temperature will be so high. Their body will be so hot. The same way when you catch the fire of the Holy Ghost, it's not hidden. Praise God. And that's the right fire to catch, not fever. Praise God. This morning, Peter's mother-in-law caught fever fire. That was the fire she caught. But when Jesus came, all he does was touch him. And then fever left her body. First 15 made and he touched her hand. And the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. If you see those who have been attacked by fever, you know, their body temperature will be hot. They'll be shivering, they'll be shivering, shaking. They have cold inside. They won't be able to do anything. But immediately Jesus touched this woman. She was made whole. And then she ministered unto them. I believe. She Possibly she went to the kitchen, cooked some delicious meals, served Jesus, and the rest of the disciples, a sick woman. The woman was under the mercy of fever, but immediately she received the supernatural touch of Jesus. Fever left, and then she got strength to minister to Jesus and the rest of the disciples. I tell you, this is the hand you got to receive. You have to receive this hand. Of Jesus on you, you know, let me show you more in the scripture. Look at John chapter 6. Look at John chapter 6. I read from verse 5. There is something different about this hand. And I believe that it will touch somebody here this night. It will touch your business tonight. It will touch the work of your hands tonight. It will touch your marriage tonight. Amen. It will touch your body tonight. Amen. If you believe it, give me an amen. amen. John Gospel chapter 6 from verse 5. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, And shall we buy bread that this may eat? And this is just to prove him, for himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here which have five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? He's speaking fat. <laughs> there are 5,000 men, excluding women and children, to be fed. Andrew was speaking fat. <laughs> what are they among so many? 
Verse 10. And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Somebody say with me, make the men sit down. Say with me, make the men sit down. I can hear you say with boldness, make the men sit down. Come and say it louder. Make the men sit down. Come and say it with boldness. Make the men sit down. You know, there is a boldness in Jesus. <laughs> it's not everybody that can talk like that. Make the men sit down. <laughs> Andrew already gave him facts. You know, five loaves and two fishes. What are there among so many? What, what do you think we are going to achieve with this? Little resources, so many people we want to feed. What can we do with this? this the, the bread available and the fishes available are too small. Jesus never panicked, was not afraid. He said confidently, make the men sit down. Make the men sit down. As if you already have the food. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Then the Bible said, now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. 5,000. You know what it means if you have to feed 5,000 and that there's no money. <laughs> you have just little bread and little fishes like Jesus. I know your blood temperature will be so high, running. <laughs> some will be running stomach, and some will go to the bathroom several times. <laughs> they have some, some will be beating, pam, 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 pam. Because you don't want to be put to shame. But Jesus was not afraid to make them sit down. Verse 11, and Jesus took the loaves. He taught the five loaves and the two fishes with that supernatural hand. He took the loaves. He took the loaves. He took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples. The disciples to them that were said down, and likewise of the fishes, as much as they would, when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore, they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remain over and above unto them that are hidden. Then those men which, when they are seen, the miracle that Jesus did, said, This will be true, that prophet, that you come into the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now when a supernatural hand come on the little you have, there is multiplication. There is multiplication. That is what happened here. You remember I, 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 I made mention of a widow, the wife of one of the sons of the prophet on Sunday, who ran to prophet Elisha, uh, said, <laughs> man of God, your servant, my husband, is dead. And they left some debt. They are creditor here. They want to take my two sons. They want to take my two sons. And the man of God said, what do you have in the house? The woman said, nothing. 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 Well, in the presence of Jesus, don't say nothing. Because little is much when God is in it. When the hand of Jesus comes upon the little things in your hand, there is multiplication. 
Solomon said nothing. Thank God she had the cloth, bought a small pot of oil. And that was all she needed to get set up in life. Oh, the prophet said, don't, you have just a small pot of oil. Well, God don't need more than that. You know, those of us, if we, are, if we get on fire for God, if we are filled with the oil of God, you know, we can take the fire far beyond our locality, far beyond yeah. the United States, far beyond our expectation. I said, just little hoy. And the man of God said, go and borrow more person. <laughs> go and borrow. So the, 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 that supernatural hand of Jesus came on that small pot of hoy. I told you on Sunday, you know, you don't pour oil from a smaller vessel into a bigger one. You know, the prophet said to her, borrow, go and borrow more vessels. And let's assume she borrowed Ten vessels. And then she already says she has small pots. How do you pour from small into other vessels? There is a supernatural hand. There is a supernatural hand. It came on that small pot of oil. And then oil keep pouring from small pot into the bigger vessels. The hoy stopped when there was no more vessels to fill. The hoy stopped. There is something about that, and so it brings multiplication, 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 multiplication. When the hand comes on, it brings multiplication. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So five loaves of bread fishes as it touched the supernatural hand of Jesus there was multiplication the 5,000 men plus women and children you know where you can count 5,000 men you know women and children are going to double it praise God <laughs> not <laughs> apology men you know men are not that receptive <laughs> uh, <laughs> Women can easily receive, but men, most of the time, are reserved. Amen? <laughs> but where you have 5,000 men, what I'm trying to say is, you are going to have women and children who are going to double that number. Notwithstanding, they have left over to a full basket left over from five loaves and two fishes. The lunch of a little boy. The launch of a little boy. That is what happened when the supernatural hand of Jesus come upon you. As the hand came on this daughter of Abraham in our text, in our opening scripture, as the supernatural hand came on her, she had been bent for 18 years. And then immediately, she got up. And then life came back to her body. That hand is coming upon you tonight. 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 That hand is coming upon your business tonight. It's coming upon your finance. It's coming upon your family. It's coming upon your husband. It's coming upon your wife. It's coming upon your children. If you believe it, give me an amen. 
Let me show you one more scripture. Matthew Gospel chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. And in verse 18. Matthew 9, 18. Oh, I speak these things unto them. Behold, there came a certain ruler and worship him. You know, most of the time, uh, 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 most of the time we think those who worship Jesus are nobodies. But that's not true. This was a ruler. A ruler suggests a noble person in the society, an elite. Is one of who is who among who is who in the society. This was a ruler. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus is the choice of wise men. Do you hear what I said? Jesus is what? Jesus is the choice of wise men. No matter how great or small you are, you might be a professor, you might be a doctor, you might be a lawyer, and let me tell you, God does not respect person. Likewise, Satan. There is no respect of person. Sicknesses and diseases, he doesn't know your title. They don't know you are a doctor. They don't know you are a professor. So I speak this thing unto them. Behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead. I know the problem of this man is not money. If it was money, possibly the daughter might not have died. And I do say to people, there is what money can do. But money can't do everything. As good as money is, it can do everything. So it should not stop you from serving God. We must set our priorities right. If it was money, this man is a ruler. He could have called any of his subjects and said, please, go and get his money for me at any cost. They would have put more taxes on people. But it wasn't money. Money could not solve the problem at hand. So there are times you have money that you need, but you discover that the problem is not money problem. As the case of this man. So this humble him, he came to Jesus to worship him. And I need to let you know, so many kings in Africa who are giving to idols before and now serving God. There, there, there is one popular king. There is one popular king uh, from my side. You know, that king uh, is, uh, is, is part of the traditional right that when you become that king, when you are enthroned, you don't see a masquerade. You don't see a masquerade. But this king is a child of God, filled with the Holy Ghost, tongue-talking. And then... Uh, he started changing some of the traditions and his people were hungry. You are not going to sacrifice human beings. You are not going to sacrifice even animals. So I'm not going to be a party to So Some of his chiefs were hungry. They said maybe he didn't know what he's into. We're going to show him. So one day he was going out. So they set up masquerades <laughs> to welcome him. And this king was... Anybody who is in, on that throne must not see a king. So immediately you see a king, the king will die. 
So they set up masquerade. And the king was just laughing in his car. Praise God. <laughs> that where you thought it was one of those past king. This one is a child of God, purchased by the blood of Jesus, filled with the Holy Ghost and power, and is not ready to sacrifice human beings, not even an animal. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, there are many great men serving God now. You don't have excuse. If the rich are serving Jesus, what is the choice of the poor? If the educated are serving Jesus, what choice have the literate? If kings are serving Jesus, what, what, what choice have their subjects? Jesus is the choice of the wise. Jesus is the choice of the wise. If you have chosen Jesus, congratulations. That is the right choice. <laughs> that we take you to eternity. Throughout eternity, you are going to reign with him in heaven. Praise God. Now this ruler came and said, my daughter is even now dead. But come and lay your hand upon her and she shall live. My daughter is dead. Come and lay your hand on her and she shall live. You know, the, 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 despite the fact that this man was a ruler, a nobleman, a great man, he has enough sense to identify the power that is in the supernatural thought of Jesus. Even though her daughter was dead. He said, believe that if Jesus should come and lay his hand on that dead girl, she will come back to life. Just to believe that if Jesus should come and lay his hand on that dead girl, she will come back to life. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then I asked myself one question. What is behind the supernatural thought of Jesus? What is behind the supernatural thought of Jesus? What makes everything that he touches, either to receive healing or life or multiplication or increase, what is in his hands? And I discover that you know why Jesus was here? He was a complete man like you and I. He was a complete man like you and I. Uh, Mark chapter 12 from verse 14 we are told he was hungry he saw a victory of expecting to find fruit thereof he got there it was only leaves so that means Jesus as man does not know everything excepting that God repeated to him Jesus as a man was hungry he was a complete man you know one of the reasons why the thought is no more same miracle is that we divide him. We don't see him as man, like her. We thought he works the miracle as God. But that's not true. He walks as man. For every spirit that does not say Jesus come in the flesh, that is the spirit of Antichrist. First John chapter 4, verse 1. Try every spirit, and that spirit we do not confess that Jesus come in the flesh. That's the Antichrist. He was a complete man. Somebody asked me, if, if you say he's a complete, why can't he marry? Well, it was not part of his assignment. He can go a woman. That, I, I guess that was why he never appointed a woman among the twelve. 
because you could be tempted. Praise God. Do you, you don't agree with me? He could be tempted. He's a complete man. This was, he was a complete man. He was a complete man. He could be tempted. So wisdom demanded that since it was not part of his assignment to marry, he had to surround himself with men. He cannot be tempted among 12 men. Praise God. <laughs> I said, praise God. That's the wisdom. He can't be tempted among 12 men. But do you know if a woman is just there, he could face the greatest problem of his life. So that tells you Jesus was a complete man. He suffered pain on the cross. God can suffer pain. He slept. While the storm arose, while he was crossing in the ship with the disciples, sleeping in the inner part of the ship. He was sleeping. He was sleeping. <laughs> the psalmist made us to know that God never sleep nor slumber. God never sleep nor slumber. He was a complete man. So he did all the miracles he did by the power of the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, he would not have been able to do it. That supernatural thought was as a result of the empowerment, anointing of the Holy Ghost that was upon him. He would not have been able to do it. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, went about doing good healing, all that were oppressed of the devil. God was with him. So without the Holy Spirit, he would not have been able to do anything. That was why you see, age one, you didn't hear much about him. Age two, nothing. Age 10, nothing. Age 15, nothing. Age 20, you don't hear much. Age 25, you didn't hear much. Until he was age 30, he went to John the Baptist by River Jordan, and then he was baptized and then praying. And the heavens opened, the Holy Ghost came upon him like a dove. That was when he began to make some move that brought the change to his life and ministry. He never went into the wilderness. He was as cold as you and I. Until the Holy Ghost came. What changed him was the Holy Spirit. Because he was a complete man. And when the Holy Spirit came upon him, he went into the wilderness, seeking the face of God. And then the Bible made us to know, Luke chapter 4, verse 14, Please let me put that on the screen. Luke 4, 14. Luke chapter 4, verse 14. The scripture is important. Luke 4, 14. So you can know he is a complete man. I believe God. You are returning with something important tonight. In Jesus' name. Look at it. And Jesus returned. Somebody read with me. Let's read it together. One, two, go. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. He returned with something. Tonight you are returning home with the same power of the Spirit. Yeah. If you believe, come and give me an amen. amen. He returned in the power of the Spirit. He returned in the power of the Spirit. So without the power of the Spirit, he won't be able to do all he did. He will have died as nobody. 
we would not have heard of him. It was the power of the Spirit on him that caused his fame to spread abroad, far and wide. And I tell you, there is no child of God without glory. You carry glory. Beat your chest and say, I carry glory. I can't even say, I carry glory. Say with me, I carry glory. Yes, you are going somewhere. God does not give back to nobody. You are great in God. Amen? But we need the power of the Holy Spirit to actualize, to bring to reality. He achieved this by the power of the Holy Spirit. Just by the power of the Holy Spirit upon him. His fame spread abroad. And I tell you, as believers today, as believers today, we have access to the same Holy Spirit. We have access to the same Holy Spirit. Oh, so many have been wondering whether it is true or not. But when you touch people or you breathe on them and they fall under the power, hope this is not strange. Hope there is no other. <laughs> if Satan can do it, how much more God? How much more God? So the church will wake up. You know, as Jesus sees miracle, we are supposed to see miracle. The blind eyes are to open again. We have to cleanse the lepers again. We have to cause the limb to walk again. We have to call the deaf to hear again. We are to heal the sick. When a weak man comes to the church, he should go back strong. I used to say to people, it doesn't matter how you come to Jesus. The truth remains that when you are going back, Jesus will have repackaged you. It doesn't matter how you come to Jesus. Mary Magdalene came as a witch. She had seven demons, but she ended up a treasurer of Jesus' ministry. She was a treasurer to Jesus' ministry. She was a treasurer. Peter came. He was a coward. He was timid. But he ended up healing the sick with his shadow. I tell you, there is Glory of God. <laughs> For every child of God, glory of God upon every child of God. But it will only be revealed by the power of the Holy Spirit. So the supernatural hand of Jesus, the power behind it was the Holy Spirit. And then because it's the Holy Spirit, we can do the same. You can. Beat your chest and say, I can. I can. I'm not here to say, I can. God wants everything we touch to prosper. He wants everything we touch to increase. Everything we touch to multiply. He wants us to bring healings to our generation beyond what medical science have discovered. He wants us to do that. You know, there are just several testimonies of healings. Several testimonies of healing. I tell you, if you are sick here tonight, if you will open up your heart, to receive the same touch of Jesus, the same supernatural touch of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. I tell you, the sickness, we have no choice but to go. It does not matter what brought the sickness. It does not matter how long the sickness has been there. It does not matter the spirit behind the sickness. What I know is that when you are touched by the power of the Holy Ghost, the sickness, we have no choice but to go. Oh, if you are weak spiritually, when you are touched by this supernatural hand of Jesus, 
you discover that life of God coming to you in abundance. Life of God coming to you in abundance. I, I, I remember uh, many years back, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost in 1996. And before then, I used to pray maybe once in a week, Saturday, pray Saturday night. And because I'm going to sing in the choir on Sunday, so I, I, will, I will pray Saturday. We have been told to pray before we come and sing. So I pray Saturday night. Praise God. <laughs> praise God. I said, praise God. Hallelujah. You know, Christians who live like that, who are on and off with God, uh, they can make impact. And Christians who pray once in a while, who come to church once in a while, who read Bible once in a while, they remain cold. They can do great things for God. They can do great things for God. But July 10, 1996, I have this thought of Jesus. <laughs> it changed everything about me. Hello, Mahe. It changed everything. I mean everything. Everything. I could remember the whole scene. How it happens. There's, you know, high school in, in, in Lagos State in Nigeria closes 2 p.m. then. And then I went... I was reading a book uh, written by Benny Hinn, uh, Good Morning Holy Spirit. And that's uh, so why I read in the book. Uh, I, I went to my pastor, Sunday presiding that Wednesday, July 10. I told my pastor after a youth meeting, I read the book and I want to go to the Bible school. It's about healing and deliverance. Huh? My pastor said to me, healing is a gift from God. You need to be taught. It's God that gives. So and he asked me to need that. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive. No, I didn't receive anything. There are people who are not bothered. When they pray for you and you don't receive anything. Amen. Church is not social gathering. Huh? Simon the sorcerer saw something. That was why he hovered money. Praise God. He saw something in the church. Why Peter and John... Lay hands on the people, something happened. The Holy Ghost fell on them. And Simon the sorcerer saw it when he saw it. He said, Please, brother, I don't mind paying you guys this money. Give me that power. So that whosoever I put my hand, they can receive the same. He was a sorcerer. He had enough sense to know that there is something unique about the hand of these guys. Praise God. Praise God. So there are those who don't bother when they pray for you and nothing happens. I'm bothered. I'm bothered. I don't just want you to come to church and remain the way you are. I want you to swim in the river of God. Yeah. I want you to experience the reality of God. God should not be far to you. So my pastor prayed for me. Nothing happened. Then somebody borrowed me that book of Benny. So I want to prepare myself to enter the Bible school. Monday, I said, I'm going to fast. When it was 12 noon, I break my fast. I don't want to go beyond that. I don't want to harm myself. Not. <laughs> Praise God. 
Tuesday, I break by 12 noon. My plan was to break 6 p.m. But I break by, I said, God understand. There are people who do, God understand everything. He know my ability. <laughs> God only understand his word. Praise God. And he's not going to break his word. For any man, for Jesus said the scripture cannot be broken. Scripture cannot be broken. So on Tuesday, I break by 12 noon. When it was Wednesday, I want to break again by 12 noon. But I was having this strong urge, persuasion in my spirit, that I should not break then. So I struggled. It was 2 p.m. said, when it was that 2 p.m., I said, yes, it's, I don't want to die. I want to break now. How many people feel like that when you are fasting? You see? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> So I don't want to die. Now let me end this thing now. But this art was so strong in my heart. That's why it's like somebody was talking to me. Why not find a place to pray? I want to pray where I was. I said, no, find somewhere else. And I went to this secondary school, high school in Lagos, when the students were, they were just closing, getting out of the school. And I sat on one of the chairs in the classroom. It's like the, the, somebody was talking to him. He said, go on your knee. That does not mean if you don't go on your knee, the hand of Jesus will not reach you. But that was the way God led me. I said, go on your knee. And I went on my knee. I remember I was singing a song. The power, the power, the Pentecostal power is just the same today. No matter what this is, the power, the power, the Pentecostal power, it is just the same today. You know, God is not far. He's very close to us. Before I could finish that song, that same rushing mighty wind, cloving tongue like a of fire, Keleba, fell on me. And I was on my knee there I, for the first time in my life. Every burden, every weight, every sickness, whatever you call it, pain, you know, gone. And I was on my knee three hours. I got up there. It was a few minutes to 7 p.m. I said, wow. Me? <laughs> you don't need to tell people that something has happened to me because before then, I love football. I discuss football so much. Praise God. <laughs> There are many of us who know the names of all, uh, what do you call it, all the players in the leagues, but we don't know the name of 12 disciples. <laughs> we don't know the books of the Bible. All the stars in baseball, you, can, you don't need to Google it. You know it. You can download everything up and praise God. You don't know the books of the Bible. You don't know the name of the 12 disciples. When we ask you to open John, you begin to look for it from Genesis. You get to Exodus. Before you find it, we have finished it. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise God, somebody. Hallelujah. I was basking in his presence. So three hours, me. When I got home that day, I was hearing the same voice inside me. Don't break the fast. Don't break the fast. Ah. 
Satan now. I know that. This is devil. You want to kill me. Let me tell you, Satan will not tell you to do good things. Things that can make you know God, serve God, do well in life. Satan won't encourage you to do it. I said, this must be the devil. I got to eat fast. So I ate very fast. I don't want to die. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> so I ate that night. But well, God is so loving. God is so loving. God is so loving. So after I heard, you can still wait upon me tomorrow. Jehovah was still talking to me. So I continued the fast and I became so gentle, so quiet. I, I, people just noticed that I'm not talking. I used to be a talkative. <laughs> Something is wrong with this man. And then when I want to talk to somebody, something's really wrong with him. Praise God. You remember when we used a bathroom when we were coming? I was basically in Joyland there. I busted into talk. Why don't you Are you right? <laughs> Praise God. You know, the world don't understand. They don't understand. They don't understand. And there are many in the church too who are ignorant. They don't understand. Yes, even in the church, they don't understand. That woman that Jesus healed was one. She's a daughter of Abraham. She's in the church. And she's suffering in the church. 18 years. God's anointing can be present. And somebody may resist and may not receive. It's not enough to be by the pool of the water. Where the angel come to steer the water at a season. What the essence of staying by the pool when you are not ready to enter? That man stayed for 38 years before mercy located him. What am I talking about? So the, the voice was telling me, I should fast the following day. So I obeyed. And when it was evening again, I want to break my fast. He said, go ahead with this fast. <laughs> I was afraid. But he gave me strength. The second day and the third day, it's like I should not stop again. And he said to me, break now. <laughs> I pray for somebody here. From this night, you will hear the voice of God. Amen. You didn't hear me. I said, you will hear the voice of God. Amen. You will hear the voice of God. Amen. I said, you will hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then things began to take shapes. I've, I've seen several thousands of others being filled with the Holy Ghost. Many get born again, other healed. I can't keep giving you testimony. I tell you, there are people waiting for you to lay hands on them. They're not just born again to keep rocking the chair in the church. You are saved for a purpose. God has something in mind that only you and you alone. God has something in mind. As regarding this church, God has something in mind. Why brought you here? He has something in mind. There are certain people only you can reach. Pastor may not be able to reach them. I want our faith to go to that Jesus this night and receive that touch. I tell you, don't resist. Just release yourself. Don't resist. Release yourself. God is real. His power is real. What you read about in the Bible are not stories. They are real. 
We have to experience it today. We have to cast out devils. We have to heal the sick. Where to be men and women who walk in the supernatural. When all I thought is something is not working, you thought it, it worked. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Let me close with this testimony so I can pray for people. Not one day, myself and one of my associates went out to evangelism and then were knocking people's door. We got to a particular family. We met the wife, uh, a man, and uh, the woman's sister. My husband, she preached. And when she he finished preaching, he said, Pastor, we see her to pray for you. And as I want to pray for her, the Spirit of God said to me that she had been trusting God for a child for the past two years. And her baby is here today. And I said, Excuse me, woman. Are you trusting God for anything? Amen? Say yes. Is he a child? Say yes. That when they got married, she got pregnant, she has miscarriage. But for the past two years, she has not even conceived. And I said, God just told me your baby is here. So I prayed for her. So she was so happy. When her husband came, she told the husband, a man of God came to our house today told me about our problem and said, God brought our baby today. The husband was angry. So you reveal our secret to outsider. Maybe it's money they needed you. Will have. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. I used to say in Nigeria that only a fool doubt the proof. 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 The man was born blind. Jesus made clay. He got his eyes open. The Pharisee said, that man is a sinner. He said, well, I don't know whether he's a sinner or not. All I knew was that I was blind, but now I can see. And you and I know that God does not answer sinner. I've been with you big guys all this year. You cannot do anything for me. Only a fool doubt the proof. The wife conceived and then the husband was raging. So she will sneak to church. On Wednesday when the husband is not, she will sneak to church, sneak back home before the husband come. <laughs> I pray you will receive the supernatural. Amen. Amen. So after four months, the woman's stomach was coming out. So the husband had an accident. He was the only person that survived the accident. All other people died. So his legs, one leg disjointed, one was broken, fractured, the other one disjointed. And then, you know, in Africa, uh, there is a lot of self-medication. There are trial the medical doctors. They use abs and all that. So the accident happened in Abuja, so they flew him to Lagos. Said they should not take him to the hospital. So that he has trial the medical doctors. Those are those who use local abs and all that. that they will cure the bone. So he came to Lagos, they trial the medical doctors. 
uh, treating the legs, and they told him he will walk in one month. So two months had passed, he could not walk. The disconnected bones were still disconnected. The fractured bone was still fractured. So the man went into depression. He was completely depressed. He was an accountant and then completely, he was not happy with life. So he was thinking, is this how I'm going to end my life? Walking on crutches, becoming a liability. A Rajai man suddenly turned to a liability. People have to come and give me stuff before I could read. So he was a kind of hungry at life. And then he refused to eat for two weeks. And then the wife perceived that this man wants to commit suicide. You know, if Christians are hungry enough for God, we will see him live. And this man was angry with his life. He abandoned food. He didn't eat for two weeks. So the wife told him, should I go and call that pastor that came the other time? And I told you about, and mind you, she has been sneaking to church. At that point now, Anything goes. Anyone can come. It doesn't mind because he need help. Don't wait until you get to a crossroad and you don't know where to turn before you seek for help. He needed help badly at that point because he could kill himself. People have to be around him from time to time. So he told the woman, go and call him. I came that's a Wednesday night like this. And I gave him a scripture. Psalm 34 verse 20. Keep it all my bones. Not one of them is broken. He received this word by faith. And he turned into song. Where he has no choice because <laughs> he's depressed. He's confused. He doesn't know the way forward. Whether to go to hospital again. You know, fractured bones for the past two months. Disconnected legs. This is Nigeria, where you may not have the best of medical facilities. So he was completely confused, depressed. But that scripture was a light upon his heart. So he began to rejoice. He kept all my bones. Not one of them is broken. He kept all, not one of them is broken. So I told him I will come back in a few days' time. So three days after I went there, and I got there, the Holy Spirit said to me, talk to him on power. So I talked to him on the power of the Holy Spirit. And while I was talking, the power of God fell on him. He was crying. He was crying like a baby. He cried and cried. And after he began to speak in tongues, he spoke in tongues for some time. And then began to say out what he was speaking. And began to beg the wife. Honey, I'm sorry. I've been a bad husband. I've been a bad husband. The wife was just wondering what happened. Said, do you know I walked my transfer from Lagos to Abuja so I could sleep with other women as I want? But your God, Konami. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. What I'm trying to say is, you know, when you are open, the power is really going to you. The power is really going to you. I don't doubt God again. I've seen what God can do. I've seen him walking several times. I said it on Sunday while we're having the interactive section that 
If I lay hands on one person and it's not healed, 1,000 people and they are not healed, I will go to the next person. God, there is somebody that needs the anointing. It may not be everybody. It depends on how you receive. You are willing to receive. Every day is God's day. God is working every moment. But the day that you open your heart to receive, is your day. This woman ought not to be 18 years in this infirmity. Ignorance possibly kept her. Some will turn to God when they have tried all the alternatives and they do not walk. Why do you have to get to that point before you remember God? Tonight is your night. I said, tonight is your night. 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 The power of the Holy Spirit is still there. He's still there. And I want to tell you tonight that if you open up to Jesus, He will touch you. He will heal you. He will fill you. He will empower you. He will change you from ordinary man <laughs> to an extraordinary man. You know, be, believers are not just ordinary. You know, we are spirit. Spirits are not just ordinary. People should not understand how you are doing things and how it's working for you. And then if they care to know, you tell them, it's the spirit of God in me that is at work. So tonight, I want you to be open to the Holy Spirit. If you are sick in your body, this is your night. If you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, this is your night. If you are weak spiritually, this is your night. Somebody say with me, this is my night. This is my night. Say it again, this is my night. This is my night. Say it again, this is my night. This is my God, hold on God. Hold God, fight. And when you hold him, he will hold your hand. I was singing a song the other time. I won't let go. I won't let go. Jesus holds my hands. And I won't let go. Now in my place, the elder do say that when you want to pick a child, and before you pick the child, the child already jump at you. You are more excited. When you want to pick the child, the child turn the back. You are put hard. The same thing applies to God. God is rich. Jesus is rich. Holy Ghost is here walking wonders and is here just for you and for I. I tell you, when we receive this fire, it will spread to others. It will affect our businesses. It will affect our marriages. Why there is crisis in many homes is because we live in the flesh. We live in the flesh, but when the fire burns, when the fire burns inside you, you want to do just one thing to please God, and 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 to please God. You just want to do one thing to please God. And whatever you will do that will make you not to please God, Quickly get out of here. Amen. Amen. Anyone sick here tonight? Thank you, Jesus. If you are sick in your body, come on. 
lift your hands to heaven. If you are sick in your body, don't be ashamed. We are here individually. I want to pray for you. Yes, God, God bless you. If you are sick in your body, can you stand? If you are sick, come on, don't sit. Come out, I pray for you here. Yes, come out, I pray for you here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. 